0: To a new way of being, being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations.
1: (laughs) To laugh often and much to win the respect of intelligent people and the affection of children, to earn the appreciation of honest critics and endure the betrayal of false friends, to appreciate beauty, to find the best in others, to leave the world a bit better, whether by a healthy child, a garden patch, or a redeemed social condition, to know even one life has breathed easier because you have lived. This is to have succeeded. Ralph Waldo Emerson Are you open to going on a journey to create a life worth living? It is within our power to create an amazing life for ourselves. Your vision can be realized and enjoyed in a way that is beyond your wildest dreams. A vision that propels you on your path to happiness, joy, and freedom. You deserve it. Valeria interviews Linda Hogan. She is the author of Envision Your Extraordinary Life, Living Happy, Joyous, and Free. Linda Hogan has more than 35 years experience leading strategic learning and business performance improvement in Fortune 100 companies and in coaching individuals to create and implement a compelling vision for success. She uses a proven process to achieve results for both individuals and organizations. Hogan has an MS in Management and Organizational Development and is a certified performance technologist. She enjoys traveling around the world with her amazing husband, Bill, laughing with her daughters, Sarah and Anna, and friends, seeing live theater and running with her dog. Linda drinks fabulously strong coffee, sees Emmylou Harris in concert every chance she gets, and enjoys fine dining prepared by her chef husband, Bill, at their home in Virginia. She is grateful for her life exactly as it is right now. Her journey began as a social worker and corporate learning leader, Where she developed a systematic approach to improving learning and performance. Over 30 years ago, she began leading monthly workshops for women using guided imagery and goal setting. Their hearts opened. They discovered dreams long buried. They set goals. They shared their feelings. And they held each other accountable. They were all amazed at the transformation in their lives. She had to write this stuff down. Linda researched goal-setting and guided imagery and designed a spiritual and systematic process built on the evidence. She drew from her experience leading learning in Fortune 100 companies, where she improved the performance of individuals, teams, and companies, helping employees find meaning in soul-satisfying work, and helping companies save millions of dollars. The process works. Meet Linda at envisionyourlife.coach. Here's the interview with Linda Hogan.
0: In your own words, who is Linda
2: Hogan? Linda Hogan is, I am a grateful spiritual being having a human experience. And my purpose is to enable individuals and organizations to create and implement a compelling vision for their future. How did you come to that understanding that you were
0: a spiritual being having a human experience? Oh, I've
2: had this for a long time. I've always had a spiritual connection. When I was two, according to my parents, I died. And uh, I had a seizure, a very high temperature, I stopped breathing, and um, my heart stopped. Uh, I was at the hospital then, so they resuscitated me, but I had this experience that I went through the tunnel that people talk about, and there were three beings of light, and it um, I was so happy to be there. I was just so pleased with myself. And I was saying, I'm here. Here I am. And they didn't communicate in words. But I got a message. Um, you can't stay here right now. And that message was those beings were so Loving, I could just bask in that love, and I've never felt anything close to that in the human world. Although I, I've I've been loved, and I love, and um, so so I think that just set a foundation for my life—a feeling of connection, of looking for that love of um of initially being very disappointed <laughs> yeah right and angry <laughs> that that <laughs> did not exist here. Right, right. Wow.
0: But I have found it. You speak of love. That's what I have heard so many times the um when we talk about the idea of higher consciousness, oh consciousness, pure consciousness. And then I hear also the words source, God, love. So what is your understanding of love as of today? What is to love? Mm.
2: Love is a positive emotion and belief, non judgmental, uh, total acceptance. Yeah. Love is beautiful and love is joy.
0: Yes, right. And that's one of my open questions that I mentioned off record about your book. It's titled Envision Your Extraordinary Life, Living Happy, Joyous and Free. So what is the difference between being happy and being
2: joyous or joyful? Well, I see joy as on the spiritual plane. And happiness as we're getting, we're satisfied with what we have on the material plane.
0: And this is something that it took me many, many years to, let's say, manifest, realize, and then kind of have this flavor of joy throughout my human experience. It's a practice, isn't it, Linda? It is a practice. It is a decision. I know you wrote a whole book about it. <laughs> I mean, how to get there. I'm trying to get some of the, um, let's say, insights, uh, the deeper insights into it. Throughout these warm-up questions, for me has been the challenge. Has been one time, as you already know, my book of record about being on time and being in the moment. That is just what's an interesting experience has been. But the other one is being in touch with this timeless, spaceless. And it's not an experience. It's almost like um, it's a realization, kind of something that we observe and we have noticed that, that is there. There is something here that never changes. And it's joy itself, really. It's freedom itself. So how do I bring this to my human experience? So for me it has been meditation. So I meditate and I do this. This is also for me, having this conversation with you, or, or these amazing people I meet, this is a, a moment to kind of ground myself in it because I feel so grateful to be talking to you and, and having this connection that joy kind of rises naturally. But how do we learn to do that as somebody who is working, let's say, having a, I don't like to say a regular job, because a regular job for some people it's actually give them purpose. But how do we learn to do that without practice? Is that possible?
2: Mm -hmm. I don't think so, because the ego intrudes, doesn't it? And so it's... um, You know, as Eckhart Tolle says in *The Power of Now*, just watching your thoughts, being the Uh, watcher, helps to stop those thoughts. Um, The gratitude and the work that I do with guided imagery helps people to uh, bypass. That ego, uh, scientists say we have this default mode network that um, is a critical part of us um, that relates back to our days when we were surviving and uh, fight, flight, or fro- freezing. And um, that that was very useful part of the brain, but today it is... Um, it hurts us, it, it limits us from being creative and being free and being joyful, being our ideal selves.
0: Isn't it a, um, almost like a contradiction that we need practices to be our true selves? <laughs> it's uh, It really sounds like a paradox because a true self should be expressed, should be here, present at, at every moment but how do we lose track of it it's because of the the opposite kind of practice right linda practicing almost not to be ourselves and then now
2: it's we have to unlearn all that well I, there's a time for everything as it says <laughs> right and so as a human i do need to plan for the future and uh, i'm an artist creating my future that does take time. Um, however, once I do that, I can relax in the moment and let go and just let it come. That's almost
0: like sounds like a, another contradiction, but it's not right. Being in the moment, playing in the future. So it's how can we be here now, but elsewhere in a sense of mentally, like it it makes sense to me because the mind is most of the time everywhere anyway. So it's almost like uh, giving the mind a sense of purpose and focusing the mind, our thoughts and our vision into something that is useful or helpful that will benefit ourselves and others. That makes so much sense. I love your work.
2: Well, thank you. I love your work. I've listened to many of your interviews, and uh, they're very uplifting and thought-provoking.
0: Talk to me for a moment about the main inspiration and also the purpose of writing your book and doing what you do.
2: Sure. Over 30 years ago, I was just getting sober from alcoholism, and I um was married. I was living in a house with my husband and I s- started to um read a lot. Uh I read um Shakti Gawain, Creative Visualization, uh Samuels and Samuels, Seeing with the Mind's Eye, uh a-, a lot of books. <laughs> Uh, and I decided, I, I don't know, I think I was spiritually led to form a group of women. And there were about 12 of us. Um, you know, they they came and, and went over time. So it was over at least a three-year period of time, four years, that we met monthly in my living room. And I had... Um, Worked on um, goal setting and factors that improve the effectiveness of goal setting was my master's thesis. So I was teaching goal setting and then I was also guiding these women through uh, guided imageries, which is basically I'm talking through a scenario in a calm voice. So people become in a, a very relaxed state. And that's what allows them to bypass that inner critic. I leave some time for people to create their own picture. Um, so perhaps they um, might meet with their inner guide. Uh, perhaps they might um, see their ideal selves. Uh, they might wash away of uh, Their anger and resentments in a stream. So, anyhow, amazing things started to happen. These women's lives were transformed, and it's the process, it's not me. They, and I started writing down these stories like Caroline, who couldn't put two dreams on a piece of paper remembered that she wanted to be an interior designer as a little girl she had gone to Syracuse University to enroll in grad school for interior design but they asked for to see her um, her, a sample of her work her portfolio and she didn't have one she was devastated she left walked up the hill to the School of Education and enrolled in the education program. She became a school administrator in a very dysfunctional organization. And she decided in our group that she'd always, with making these little houses and designing them, that that's what she really wanted to do. She was in her 40s. She quit her job, sold her house in suburbia, Moved to Manhattan, enrolled in the School of Design. Yes, and then for (laughs) 20 years, she had a very successful design business. Now she has a bed and breakfast in uh, upstate New York, in Hudson, New York, that's very well designed, (laughs) It's very beautiful, and she meets people from all over the world. It's a wonderful life. So... I have more and more stories, and I also interviewed people who are leaders in their fields, uh, like Dennis Archer, who is two-term mayor in Detroit, um, the the first uh, African-American president of the American Bar Association. Uh, he, he is just, he turned Detroit around, unfortunately, has gone back. Uh, but... I the reason I wrote this book is I I kept having this prompt this inner urging to get this all down with how this works. I'd continued to lead groups and was kind of getting a formula, I guess you could say, of what the transformation journey is all about. And I I wanted to reach out to more people, men and women, and help them create an amazing life. And I believe anybody can do it, you know, especially this time in our world with the political strife, uh, environmental problems, war in Ukraine, um, you name it. People are becoming more depressed. There's increased depression, violence, uh, addiction, alcoholism. And um, I I really just wanted to reach out to people and show a different way.
0: And I also wanted to make a comment on the quote that you have in your book that caught my attention by Ralph Waldo Emerson. Yes. Oh, I love that, especially the end when he says, to know even one life has breathed easier because you have lived, this is to have succeeded. So I didn't read in, in with good rhythm and flow, but uh, the mm, yes. audience might get the point. Talk to me for a moment about success, especially through those lens. It's just truly beautiful to, to read that.
2: Very inspiring. It is. Uh, to me, success is... Becoming your ideal self, uh, letting go of the negativity, the criticism, the constraints of society or what your parents told you you should be (laughs) or how you should behave and really tapping into the subconscious, your subconscious, which I believe is your highest self. And letting that voice speak and letting that self emerge. And I believe success is being grateful, uh, helping others, uh, making a contribution to this world. Uh, success is, each person would have their own definition for themselves. And and that's what's beautiful, right? All the same, the benefits
0: of having a successful life defined by ourselves would be, what do you say, happiness, joy, and freedom. So, freedom in a sense of having, of living a life that we want to live on our own terms, and having those benefits. Or do you have a different idea for freedom? Well,
2: that's that's very well said, and it's also freedom from. Um, the self-limiting beliefs, uh, freedom from addictions and alcoholism, freedom from um, uh, anything that holds us back. Wow. And then you make
0: me reflect about these um, addiction and limiting beliefs, negativity. They show up. That's interesting because I see, I do a lot of work, of self-awareness, spiritual, everything, pretty much. I still, my life is spiritualized, I would say. But in a sense of looking deeper into everything and, and, and trying to see myself and everything else as they are, which is not easy, no, it's not. Right? So that's why you said it's a practice, because it comes up. And I still hear some voices, the inner critic. I hear some negativity, some kind of residue of traumas that I had in the past. Do they ever go away? Even addictions, too, in a sense, my case was in a sense of uh, connecting with others, especially main relationships in an addictive way. So do they ever go away? Because I still feel... Feel and see glimpses, residues of those things coming, just floating around me, around my life, my consciousness.
2: Mm, they they haven't gone away. I mean, for me, every day I remember I'm a recovering alcoholic and I don't drink, um, but they they lose their power
0: mm, yeah. over me. Yeah. So in a way, they're still there, some of that residue, some of those <clears throat> memories, or uh, what can we call them? Not the shadow. I don't think that's a shadow thing, but it's it's a residue mm-hmm. of what we've it been is through, a right? a residue, yes, right. yes,
2: yes. Um, but they need not control us.
0: Right. So that's really what we are looking for. If there is a benefit to... Going through all the healing work that we do, all the spiritual work, is that just that they're still there. We can see them, but they don't have any power over us. I love that message because sometimes I feel a little scared with one, not all the time, but sometimes it's uh, it becomes real. It's almost like it has not taken control of me in a sense of driving my life, but it stays here long enough <laughs> to get the sense that my kind of influence the way I behave but then it goes away too so it's an interesting phenomenon to see
2: well, experience. And, and to me that's normal and that that's just a, a, a message to me that I need to work my spiritual program
0: so going back to your book I love the uh, transformational journey so you have the transformational arc actually in your book So exploring, building a foundation, charting a course, embracing the journey, mastering your life, breaking through to success. So could you go through each of those? I know the book is all about them, these steps, this journey, really, transformational journey. So I'd love for you to uh, go through each one of them, just briefly describing them. Linda.
2: Sure, I'd be glad to. Um, so, first of all, this process isn't linear. It, it's uh, reiterative. So, we might go back and circle back to another area, uh, deepening it uh, in a more meaningful way. Uh, so, we start to start with exploring, which is all about seeing the possibilities. You are the artist, In your life, we are the artists in our lives, and we can use all the colors. We can can use all the mediums. We Mm. can uh, create whatever we want. And so what we want to do is identify dreams and create a vision of what do we want our future self to be? What do we want it to look like? What do we want it to involve? How do we want to feel? and and letting that dream list grow. so I challenge people to write one hundred dreams down. For some people, that's very hard. <laughs> so it could be places you want to go, people you want to meet, books you want to read, what you want to learn, etc. The second is building a foundation. So, you know, we've gone out there and looked at all the possibilities. Well, we need to focus those on what aligns with our values or our principles of living and our purpose in life, our mission and our priorities. The third is charting a course. So here we take, you know, pick some of your dreams, the couple of your dreams that you really want to focus on that's really in alignment with who you want to become. And let's break it down into goals that are detailed for the next 90 days, the next six months, Then we come to embracing the journey. So there are reasons why we don't accomplish our goals, right? Mm -hmm. There are barriers and roadblocks. And so the first thing is to travel light, (laughs) lightly. And how do we do that? Well, we have to let go of all the garbage. Uh, Let go of um, the grief the resentments, the whatever is holding us back. So it's as though you're imagining a friend is walking up to you and you're holding two suitcases. Oh, the one in your right hand is the future, what you're afraid of. The one in your left hand is the past and all the negative feelings that's holding you back. Well, you want to embrace your friend so you're gonna have to let go of the future, let go of the past and embrace life, embrace your friend. And we also talk about how you overcome obstacles. So getting in touch with your uh, thoughts and um, those thoughts that are, are constricting you. The, the next phase is mastering your life. Now, that seems like a very tall a order. Yes, yeah,
0: a big one.
2: <laughs> a big one. <laughs> I don't think we have our master our life. But we can have mastery in our life. And they say it takes 10,000 hours of practice to become a master in anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we might look at how we manage our time. We might look at how we... Um, use these tools for healing and wellness. So a lot of research on guided imagery, visualization, on healing, and also on improving skills and performance. So every major athlete, uh, every professional athlete, I believe everyone, <laughs> uses guided imagery to envision Um, themselves excelling in the sport. So Michael Phelps would envision every single aspect of the pool, the audience, his strokes, and um, he would imagine anything that could go wrong and he would envision a way of overcoming that, of bypassing that. And, and of course, he's uh, gone on to win more gold medals than any athlete in the Olympics. And then... The last is breaking through to success. And I say the world has been holding its breath, waiting for what only you can provide. Uh, And here is what we hope for. People have stepped into a new way of being. And this is empowerment. And uh, people are confident have strong self-esteem and you can then visualize your extraordinary future while living deeply centered in the present. That's a wonderful
0: journey to go on for everyone. I really wish I see sometimes people around me, my family members my friends that they see these, um, these journeys, transformational journeys especially, is something that's kind of for only for certain people, but not for them. It's almost like they exclude themselves from the circle of greatness. And that has to do with the inner critic, right, Linda, that doesn't allow them even to get started in something like this, on a journey like this.
2: Right, right or they see it as not being practical. Right, yes. (laughs) When it's very practical. (laughs) Right. It's for businesses, it's how leaders uh, increase productivity and quality and safety and all those good things that they measure. Right. So I wonder what it takes for people who don't see themselves
0: as uh, living this extraordinary life. What would take them to, um, to wake up to that? Would you say somebody like you, like a guide that they trust, or a friend to who came from the same place they came and they transformed himself, herself, or
2: suffering? What would you say? Um, I think what all you just them. said are all good, yeah. all good. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, with addictions, people have to have a bottom. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. so, yeah, suffering <laughs> it is when people are looking for another way out. Uh, people who maybe um, get some feedback that um, really uh, knocks them off their feet um, might want to seek a change. Uh, and I think... I think that a lot of people have that niggly feeling in their head or their hearts that says, there's a better me. And so then the question becomes, how, how do you let people know that's possible? Yes. There is a better you and, and you don't have to work, you know, spend a lot of time, work real hard. Uh, it can, you need to be willing.
0: There's something about being open to possibilities that's really freeing already. Almost like that instant that we become open, then we feel free already soon yes. to get there yes. <laughs> wherever we want.
2: For so many of us, our eight-year-old, 10-year-old selves had these big dreams about who we wanted to become. And something happens <laughs> between eight and 25. We We shut down. People shut down and believe it's not possible. I love your idea,
0: the dream emphasis. You're right. Most of us have lost contact with the dream world in the sense of that inner child bringing innocence and curiosity back into our adult lives.
2: Yes, looking at the world with awe and wonder.
0: So I love the way you say There's in the book, The Section of Exploring. This uh, passage where you say your dreams are God's whispers to your soul—that caught my attention. It makes so much sense. And then you have been talking about this, Oedipus. So, you also write, "When we allow ourselves to take a magical trip to the future where anything is possible, we find meaning. We find the why for our lives." So that's why visualizations really help with the um, guided imagery that you speak of, that you teach in a book and your programs, because then we are able to not just leave the dream as a dream, but we can see it.
2: It's almost like a lucid dream, living it before it happens, right? Exactly. And when we can see it, we can start to believe it and we notice people, situations, events that will bring us closer to our dream. You know, it's almost magical. Yeah, that
0: sounds a bit like the law of attraction. Yes. Is there mm-hmm. something similar, Alinda? Yes. It is. Attraction, thoughts, right? Even in Buddhism, that's very much, um, the philosophy says that. Your yes. thoughts, right? We are what we think. Although we don't want to think that way, a lot of times I don't want to be my thoughts and I don't believe we are our thoughts. But if thoughts create experiences, then it's a good idea to be very aware of them.
2: Yes, it is. And to choose the good ones.
0: Yes, right. So we're almost at the end and I made a lot of notes here. I love the, I have to mention, I love the, um, you call, I think, rating assessment scale. You have yes. in the beginning of the book and you have at the end as well. I love that. That really stopped me for a while. And I have to go back to it and kind of answer those questions like it's a rating. So one, two, three. You have like, um, I, I don't have in front of me now, but it's uh, strongly agree and then strongly disagree as uh, the opposites. Mm-hmm. So talk to me for a moment about that um, that rating assessment scale, Linda. I love that. <laughs>
2: Well, I believe in getting results, and so it's one way of showing that it's um, that this book has made a difference in a person's life. And I use this in my programs as well. Uh, I teach, um, I lead mastermind groups, and I I want people to see. You know, in the beginning, maybe uh, most people don't have written in specific goals most people just have these ideas in their head and um they have to be written down it it, it uh, writing crystallizes thought and it um it makes it more powerful plus then you know that you've accomplished it
0: So true, and you do speak about the um, steps to goal setting, and you talk about SMART. You say, write a description of your top three desired results. Remember to make your goals SMART. Acronym, S-M-A-R-T, Specific, Measurable, Attainable, Relevant, Target Date. Right, right. That's missing. <laughs> For me, <laughs> I have not done that. I think I've done it before, I guess, because every time I have an idea, I put into, a, oh, yeah, I do put into action, actually, of course, is writing first, but then it's almost like writing is almost as the inspired action, It's not. It becomes a book or becomes a blog post or becomes an email, a letter to somebody (laughs) or something. But I see what you mean when it comes to the future and those big dreams we have. And I I love the way you say that, kind of the way we wanted to feel five years from now, 10 years from now. It's something that I have to work on for sure, because I have a tendency of Living in this timeless, (laughs) spaceless space Mm -hmm. that it's almost like uh, I wake up every day thinking about the meditating or contemplating the end. What if this was my last day here? So what would I do? And then I see that nothing really changed. Seems like I would do the same thing. But I doubt that this would happen if you really knew I would die today. But in a way, we never know when we're going to die. So I reflect on that every day. And I try not to be ahead of myself in that sense. Of course, I trust that I would still be here in this reality, as this expression. But there's something in me that it keeps me kind of out of that that loop of that, the time, the constraints of time. So I guess that works against me in a way, right? Lindy my in my. Well,
2: I think you're already living your best life. Mm, yeah. I if you say so. there's nothing you would change. No, I wouldn't change anything,
0: right? Well, when I think about like we can't really know unless it was something that was really happening, then probably the conditioned body mind would act, behave differently. But mm-hmm. for now, if, yeah, if at, the, at the end of the day, I knew I had a few moments and then I would die, then I would say, yes, I lived the life I was meant to live. For sure, that would be the end of that, I would not regret anything. It would be just, oh, that was an interesting experience. But I have to think about the future though. <laughs> Going back to your work, I need to, yeah, it's, there's a reason why we are talking today.
2: You <laughs> do. Well, yes. you have a purpose that you're fulfilling with your podcast and your books. And, um, you probably have, Goals of how you want to reach more people? Mm, yes, that's true.
0: And I did think about that. I would love to meet my guests. So that's one of my, has been in, in, in the back of my heart, not mine, for a while now. And then reading your book and being in touch with your message kind of brought that up again. And I remember when I was reading your book, I opened a new page on my computer and I was looking for RVs oh, let me see the RVs for rent. Do they rent? How much would they cost? So I could go on the United States, just meeting my guests and interview with them in person. Oh, wouldn't that be fun? I know a lot of fun, a lot of fun. So meaningful fun, like, because I absolutely love the people. I, I say the word love in the sense of deep connection, that that heartfelt connection. So, and then I'm like, what is missing here? Oh, nothing really. If I die today, it's okay. But if I still live, I would love to realize that dream, as you say. So thank you, Linda, for bringing that back.
2: <laughs> sure, you're welcome. In a very
0: powerful way. I'm going to go through the guided imagery, kind of create that idea in a visual way. And write write that down. Yes. So we're almost at the end. I have a few more questions for you, Linda, the ending questions. Okay. Would you like to say anything that you left unsaid or read a passage in your book?
2: Um. I would love to read a passage in my book. Yes, please. Uh, I would like to read How Do You Create a Vision? Mm. Good. <laughs> okay. you all, <laughs> so this is on page 26. Yes. Sometimes the vision grabs you. It is that incessant idea that begs for attention or the still small voice of wisdom within. Sometimes an event might trigger your vision. During a middle school retreat, Kenneth dreamed of being a missionary in Mexico, and he went on to study Spanish and started an orphanage benefiting hundreds of children. Often when we're young, we have a dream of what we want our lives to become. As a child, my friend Liza dreamed of becoming a writer. She had her little desk and chair and made small booklets with stories. Through the power of guided imagery, Liza remembered these dreams. She went on to publish three books and to inspire many. A vision is a picture in your mind. Your vision of your future comes from your dreams. When your mind is free from doubt or worry, driven by people, places, things, and events that inspire you. It's important to continually generate dreams in all areas of your life, including mental and physical health, family, friends, finances, career, and spirituality. Identify who you want to become, where you want to go, and what interests and ideas you have for all areas of your life. And then I, I will um, I talk about leading them through a guided imagery. Simply put, do not judge your dreams. Anything is possible. What if you can't come up with anything or the idea of a vision is overwhelming? Just make something up. Mm-hmm. An ideal that. personal vision is vivid, specific, challenging and is as far as you can see into the distant future. Mm, wow. What is not to love about
0: possibilities? Yeah. It's freedom, isn't it? That's what comes to me, the feeling of freedom, and everything opens up. It's just this amazing vision. Yes. How beautiful. Thank you so much, Linda, for the inspiration. Yes. You
2: oh, I would also like to know, your. yeah, I would <laughs> like your listeners to know, that um, they can access these uh, guided imageries, um, the audio version on my website, um, envisionyourlife.coach, or on my YouTube channel, Envision Your Life. And I also lead workshops, um, these mastermind um, groups, that will help take people through the journey. I'll have the link on
0: your podcast profile. And of course, I'll be sharing this with my community. Great. Thank you so much for your presence here today again, Linda. And to end our conversation, although um, wow, you said so many beautiful things reading that passage, I'll ask you one more question to end it. What do you love most about being in a human body or being the human body? Oh,
2: that's a good question. <laughs> I like the challenge of learning, growing, staying physically fit, running, seeing how fast I can go. I'm 67 years old <laughs> and I've been running every day since I was 20 Um And of course, I love the people.
0: (laughs) So much to appreciate, right? To be grateful for with the body, within this human experience. It's beautiful to listen to you. Thank you so much again for your presence and for your inspiring work and everything you're doing to help others. It's truly beautiful. Thank you, Linda. Bye for now.
1: Thank you for listening. To learn more about Linda Hogan and her work, please visit EnvisionYourLife.coach.
0: To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.